Guardians, this is Cosmo Radio broadcasting all the well, like for, uh, on all frequencies from here all the way to the derelict. Because fuck you, Drifter. Because after all the shit Jermaine. that I went through, well, but the, of all the shit that I dealt with this past, yeah, Jermaine, fuck you, Jermaine. Because after all the <laughs> shit I dealt with this week, trying to get the max light, only for the last pinnacle that I had to do, because all I needed was a mark. All I needed was a damn mark from a class item for my Titan to be fifteen eighty, and this motherfucker. Not only did I do three matches of Gambit in a row, but the third, the first match didn't count for some reason. So I did a fourth match of Gambit, and I hate Gambit. And I got asked recently by a fan who joined the the the, the clan. They asked, "Why do you hate Gambit so much?" We're gonna get to that one day, but not now. Uh, Next week. But we Jermaine's, got <laughs> Jermaine's bitch ass literally had made me do four matches of Gambit instead of three matches of Gambit. And then finally, I get my mark. I even told Toll yesterday, I'm like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do Gambit. And I'm just sitting here like, bro, it's just three matches of Gambit. I know you hate it, but it's an easy slog. And it was so dumb, too. And, like, the fact that it was the last pinnacle I needed and it gave me what I wanted, I was just like, Oh, you did do a Master Catch Crash? No, I didn't didn't do a Master Catch Crash. Because, like, it was either Master Catch Crash, Master, uh... Wait, uh, you got it, but you're mad. You're still mad at Jermaine. I, I, I'm mad at Jermaine <laughs> for making me play Gambit because it's fuck Gambit. But, um, but that, that, that's how I feel. But, um, but we're gonna have an episode where I talk about why I, I I hate Gambit and what it's become. I used to love Gambit. I thought Gambit, Gambit was a great Prime, idea. Shout out to Gambit Prime. Yeah, shout out Gambit to Gambit Prime. Prime. Awesome. I, I'm at a point where I think Bungie just threw Gambit in the trash and doesn't care about it anymore. That's why I hate it. So we'll get to that one day. But my name is Panda the Paladin. To my left, we have the man who I don't know. So you just been out of like like not feeling yourself the past like week or so in, in the game. Like you just been kind of like sleepwalking through stuff. You even kind of like fell asleep during King's Fall on, on on Tuesday, and I was worried about you. So like, how you I'm doing? I'm kind of trying to avoid burnout right now, man. I'm at that weird seasonal point where it's like mm. I'm gonna go do my weekly raids and do some stuff with the clan. But other than that, I'm kind of like. Take, putting the, putting the brakes on for Destiny. I'm trying. I'm playing more Cyberpunk. Yes, I did watch Ugh. Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Yes, I will recommend that. God, uh, yes, I thought it was I, good. I started. Yes, to watch I stand it. Rebecca. He's riding the hype train. But no, it just it was it was just funny because like you usually love to run for Garden because we did a Garden yesterday, and this man said, "No, I'm gonna go be in a plate." I'm like, this doesn't seem like Toll. Like Toll always loves to run for a second and kind of. Oh yeah, I do. I love running, but you, I, I wanted to give other people a chance to learn how to run. Okay, fair enough. I want to give other people a chance to do the mechanics, and I know I've actually been learning and loving Eyes Team for Garden, which. Which I very much appreciate someone actually enjoying Ice Team with me because like no one seems to like doing Ice Team, but it's the easiest thing to do in the fucking game. But anyway, yeah. um, to my right we have an, a, a fellow patron of the joy that is Slug Shotguns because no one appreciates a good <laughs> Slug Shotgun like myself. That's the best out um, there. But, uh, but Falcon, how you doing this evening? <laughs> I'm doing really good. <laughs> no, Slug right. Shotguns are the best shotgun. That's the way to go. Any anybody who uses pellet shotguns in PvP is missing out. I mean, like, I, there I'll are admit, good pellet shotguns in PvP, but I'll there are, admit, but there's slugs. some solid ones. But like, 
slugs that I have. Like, there's a couple of clips I posted on, on TikTok recently. Like, where there was just one gnarly one where oh, yeah. there, there was this hunter that jumped over my head, and I just like followed him with the thing and just popped him in the head. And it was like yeah. sometimes when you hit that slug, it just feels like smooth butter. Yeah. It, it's so there's, nice. Yeah, it's nice. There's nothing like a slug. A slug spree. Yeah. It's so nice. It's so nice. But don't forget, folks, that you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Audible. Uh, YouTube now, you can do that. Like, oh, yeah, we got great. YouTube. We're on YouTube now. If you like watching on YouTube, you can subscribe at Cosmo John Radio Podcast. And if you want to like ask a question to the show, we will, like, you can, uh, like, shoot, comment shoot on the YouTube. Yeah, like, comment <laughs> on the YouTube, tweet at us at Cosmo John Radio. Follow us on Twitter because we want to grow. Comment on the TikToks we make, but like, 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 but follow us on Twitter for more updates. We post the TWAB for like those who don't want to like or who don't know how to access the TWAB because we found out recently that not a lot of people follow Bungie Help or the Bungie main like Twitter. So if you or the, the people don't follow the community managers, if you follow us, we retweet the TWAB every Thursday. So we make do. sure that you hit us up. Um. So yeah, now, we had a whole plan today. We had Today was supposed to be a PvP on. episode, and then like all the shit that happened. Bungie decided, decided, hey, you know, after all the non-communication we've had for a few weeks, here you go. Well, it wasn't even that. It was the fact that we were going to talk about like first it was the, it was going to be a PvP episode. Then it became a thing of oh, the community's mad about Eager Edge. Then it became oh, Bungie's not really communicating with the the community correctly. As we started to find more and more out, and it was just like. Because huh. well, people started to notice, like different members of the community started to notice that each TWAB recently was very, very light, and like, and also there was different updates that were going live and different situations that Bungie wasn't really communicating about. There was different errors and glitches going on in the game that Bungie just was not communicating with and did uh, not care. To specifically name a few, the new hunter chess piece they didn't like put it in the TWAB at all. They finally put it in this TWAB, which is really strange. They put it in last week's too that it would be coming back mid October, didn't they? Yeah, they 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 had, they had tweeted that out. They had tweeted. Oh, out that's right. It was they were yeah. Put it out in October because the issue they didn't even tell you why it was disabled. That it was disabled, but the the reason the main reason why people kind of figured out why it was disabled because the whole idea behind it is when you exit being invisible you have increased weapon damage. And people were like one-shot body-shotting with certain weapons, mm. i.e. Arbalist, and people were like, ooh, this is not good. So Bungie <laughs> had to turn That's that off. Game. And it's just the other the other one that... Is there another exotic? No, I don't think there was another No, it wasn't one. another exotic. Well, like the, 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 well, there was the issue of a point, a point cannon brace earlier in the season. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Bungie didn't tell us anything. The community had to figure out what was going on because... Bungie accidentally reactivated it, and it was people like us and a couple others who were yeah, able we to test it. Yeah, we started and I that day. We were like, oh, let's go test it. I'm wearing, lo- I want to preface this with saying I was wearing Lorely Pre-nerf. Nerf, and yeah, I was still I, getting I, I one shot. Char- I barely charged the the Thunderclap melee, and it one-shot him pre- like for pre-Lorely nerf. And it was like, oh, that's terrifying. But also... <laughs> The issue with them doing that was not only did they not communicate the issue of what was going on with the new exotic, they flat out nerfed the new exotic into the ground that there's no point in wearing it. Like, literally, there is no point to wear this brand new exotic, and it's just sitting in every Titan's vault right now. That's all it's doing. (laughs) And it's kind of sad, to be honest, because you expected this thing to actually be really cool and combine well with the new melee. And I'm like... 
at the very least, let it speed up the charge rate or something. Like, make it give it something new and unique to do with the game. But that's another reason why people were sort of wondering what was going on. Plus, there was like barely anything in the TWABs multiple times. There was just less and less communication from the devs. And to be frank, um, some people were speculating it was because of the 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 Bungie Sony acquisition slash partnership, whatever the hell you want to call it. But also, but the main reason that we, that a lot of people started to think it was mostly because of the fact that like Bungie's probably getting sick of how the community's been acting. And yeah, you guys, sure. you guys are acting like absolute heathens. Yeah, the, the that per that that group of the community. Yes. You know who you are. We will find you. <laughs> I mean, we ain't gonna we'll, find them, we'll but we can talk shit about them if we want to. But like, <laughs> we'll slap you on the wrist. It's just like the fact that people are out here sending death threats and like being horrible. Like, there's there's people about this eager edge nerve that we'll get into in a second that are, were literally attacking DMG and like treating him like he was a like a piece of crap and whatnot. And it's like, bro, that's not how you approach something. You no, know, like, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm sad that. I with the Lorelai nerf, I didn't go and do that. Nah, we were. I was upset about it. <laughs> and, I, and you can go back and listen how upset I was that my favorite exotic got nerfed. But I'm not gonna go cry about it. I'm gonna cry about it, but I'm not gonna go send death threats and be vi- a rude person about it when I don't need to. They're uh, they're trying to balance the game to what they want. Right. You mean not- be a decent normal human. <laughs> Yeah. Apparently, people don't know how to do that, right? Your mom didn't uh. raise you right. Or daddy. <laughs> well, and like, like we'll kill, we'll, we'll kill, so let's talk about the eager edge thing real quick. Because the the eager edge thing that happened was Bungie in in Tuesday's patch quietly nerfed enhanced eager edge and eager edge period to where not only does it not like allow you to eager edge on multiple swings in one activation, it also limits the time to activate it. And it also can make it so if you're already moving at a high velocity or dropping at a high velocity, you can't activate Eager's Edge. Which the reason behind this from what DMG tweeted was because people were using it to break out of the map, to break the game, etc. etc. No, that I don't I'm not one for breaking the game. Yes, I have a few glitches that I use, but they're very minor glitches. Well, and here's the here's the here's the kicker about I don't it. break out of the map. That's just wrong. Well, like, and here's the kicker about it. the reason why people weren't really believing what DMG was saying was because people were posting videos of them literally doing every possible oob slash out of bounds in the game currently without Eager's Edge. People were breaking ah. out of the map without the sword and showing that if you're going to say that oobing out of the map is a problem, which it is, like, regardless of what the low man community or the speed running community wants to say, oobing is a problem. And if but and they're saying if Bungie wants to correct oobing, they need to collect the data and fix those oobs. They have done it in the past in several instances, like Last Wish, but granted, still some at Last Wish. They, they, did, they did it in Presage, but, like, they that have... That was straight up say... The Leviathan still has all of its old oob glitches. They never it fixed does. any of that. <laughs> which is, I'm just sitting here like, what are we doing? And it's like, like I literally spent like a hour wandering around outside the Leviathan because I found I randomly oobed out and I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna wander around. I wasn't right. looking to do it. I just did it on accident. I'm gonna get back in. 
combine that with the issue of people saying that oh if you if you're gonna nerf eager's edge why aren't you looking at the main issue of shatter skating which is combining the uh, eager's edge with the shatter dive uh, mechanic of stasis hunter or well skating which is combining the well function of the warlock or even bubble skating, which I didn't know that was a fucking thing till this week. It's a thing. Uh, it's uh, I've it? seen people attempt it. It's it really hard, hard to do. And you, you uh, cannot like, do like, it. Well skating and shatter skating are easy, but what bubble yeah, bubble skating is a nightmare. I will say this. Say, I will say, say this for yourself. <laughs> I will say this about bubble skating. If you can pull it off on a controller, props to you because that shit is so hard to do. Yeah, yeah, I can't do it at all. <laughs> I can't even regular I, I shatter skate or well skate. <laughs> Bubble skating. Yeah. I would say it's skating crazy. in certain instances is kind of fun. Well, and, 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 and the thing about it is, and I, I think the, the biggest issue that I have with the community reaction of this is they're treating us how what happened with Worldline Zero. They're treating it like what happened with like every, every little like fun quote unquote thing that they deem fun with the game and they're attacking the, the devs and, and going after them like granted some people are actually presenting the case in a very correct way right. but then, but then there's some people that are just going after them saying you're ruining our fun you're not allowing us do anything and it's like bro in the same instances as ubing in the same instances as eager edging well skating like eager like shatter skating whatever because there's videos of people flying for miles through maps like i watched one video where dude went from one end of nessus to the other off of well skating and it's like bro if you have to invent fun for yourself that's this and you're like this is the fun that you're doing why are you playing the game like legitimately like, like yeah. this is the fun you have to invent it's sort of the same thing with low man's but like Titanfall. <laughs> Titanfall is literally that it's just going as fast as you can around the map they fix the game it's still it's playable again. Play your bases back. Go play it. Well, it's like, just like it just it feels as if that's the common. Like I remember when I I kind of like I had a bad reaction to someone trying to show people how low man Deepstone Crypt, and I like went the fuck off. And people were in my comments saying, "Oh, you don't know how to fun. Oh, you're a loser. Oh, cope, whatever." And it's like, bro, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like if you really can't have fun in this game if you've done every single amount of content in this game why are you here bungie has even said they don't mind you going to do something else if you've done every piece of content there is to do so that's what kind of gets under my skin and i'll i'll even give dmg props for this that they he even admitted in the twab that like communication hat like has had some issues they should have communicated better about what's going on and not just dropped it on you. He even said that, like, hey, if um, the Eager's Edge would have been, like, the Eager Edge nerf would have been with a bunch of other nerfs and buffs and stuff like that, it wouldn't have hit as hard. But and I will give Sweatsicle, the YouTuber, a little bit of credit. Because what, his I've, argu- been, I've been following his videos. Sorry. Yeah, you're fine. Um, he made a good point. In re- I'll play Devil's Advocate in regards to this because of what he said. He said... Bungie has let Eager's Edge exist in its, in its base form for nine months, ever since the 30th anniversary first came out. Right. And had no issue with it. it had no, like, like, didn't care about the mechanic doing what it did. So 
why is it an issue now? And saying like it's it's almost like they gave you a puppy, and then after a few months that you they needed to sell that puppy, and it's like I hear so you. I can, I could okay. play a counter argument against that and say that Destiny's pretty trans, but Bungie as a company is pretty transparent as a AAA company. Like they tell us a lot more than other AAA games. I'll give them that. Right. But just because it's happening now doesn't mean it isn't something they could have not been potentially already working on for many months. Maybe the right. Eager Edge nerf took a long time to like to get through, and right now it just seems to be pushed out right, right now. And just because it was a part of the community, kind of like how the Div thing, how people are saying, oh, they're pumped it out after we just talked about it, like discourse yeah, of the community. Yeah, like, no, like it's probably been discussed for months already and it just there's never a good time to push out nerfs like that's just the reality of it well like and my other thing too is who's to say that bungie ever meant eager's edge to do what people have like like there's no way same thing with world line zero back when world line skitty was a thing bungie didn't mean for you to do this if you ever are near an enemy in eager edge and you eager edge like it drags you towards the enemy that's what the intention of the sword was supposed to do to allow you to attack enemies at a fast pace not fly across the map so your edge from my understanding of what i read it was more it gave you a longer time to activate it not give you more swings yeah there to be like hey you can hold this for seven seconds and then go Instead of you get to hold it for three. Right. And it's like my and my big thing is after like sitting down and thinking about it, it's like, yo, I don't I really don't think Bungie ever meant for this sword to do that. Because right. just the way and the, like just because you interpreted it the way it did and the the community has embraced it in this way, doesn't mean Bungie nerfing it is like taking away your quote unquote fun. It's Bungie not admitting they fucked up going in and handling the issue and then coming back later and going, hey, we may have messed up. This is the step one. And granted, they could have like clarified that and said, hey, this is step one. We're going to be addressing Shatterskate and Wellskate and Bubbleskate too. But this is step one of that uh, process. Lord of Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. How they hit a Lord of Wolves, it makes me sad, but the way they're approaching talking about it is well done. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, in regards to... to do. Uh-huh. These situations is do a better explanation of what the the what they're trying to do with the gun is. My example, I'm going to be using um, DMT. Mm. I did watch Ask Cross put out a video yesterday talking about, and we were going to talk about that video and use it as a starting point. But with everything that's going on, I'm it's still a starting point of Bungie has barely been communicating with us and going back with the DMT nerf. It doesn't the way you read you read it in that TWAB in the patch notes, it doesn't work like that in game. It doesn't mm. feel DMT is a shell of its previous self. Yes. That, it, like, it, like it, I even it, saw some people try to use it in in trials this past weekend when me and Falcon were in there. And me and me and them looked at each other like, what are they doing? Do they not yeah. know? Do they not know yeah. what's happened? It doesn't work like <laughs> no, there's so many better weapons now. And they did admit they overbuffed 150 RPM scout rifles. They, did. <laughs> yeah. they admitted that. I was like, okay, cool. Thank you. I'm, gl- like, I'm glad we're not all nuts. Right. And it's like, I appreciate what Bungie did with this TWAB, but 
this is what they need to be doing every twop where they like whether it's hippie's job or dmg job or somebody you need to be having communication on a weekly level and a big communication but at least like be more specific with it don't right generalizing communication doesn't help anybody exactly right now where you're trying to build up that casual player base with your half-assed attempt at a new player experience which we've everybody in their in the destiny community that content creators have talked about to death and still are talking about yeah you're it feels like they're forgetting their hardcore players well like i'll even play like, like, like that a little bit where it's like i think bungie doesn't really know what to do in regards to it because they want to be able to bring new players into the game but at the same time they don't know how to satiate their hardcore player base because and we even saw today where you had attack of the casuals on bungie with the the divinity stuff in the twab we'll talk about the divinity stuff briefly and and then we'll talk about the rest of the twab in a minute in a minute but the main issue that happened with divinity that's why it's the thumbnail is they announced that Divinity is going to be getting a half nerf, where the debuff that it gives is going down from 30% to 15%. And anybody who listens to the previous episode of the podcast, I even said, yo, keep the crit bubble, get rid of the debuff entirely. I was that critical about it, because if we're going to keep <laughs> bitching about it, just get rid of the just get rid of the debuff, that way things like Tether and no, Tractor Cannon uh, can thrive. Honestly, this is a happy metal, because casuals can still at least hit their crits. But here's the crazy part, Toll. There, I took pictures of different screenshots of literal casuals in the comments. One dude was like, why the fuck is Divinity being nerfed? Nobody had a problem with it. What the fuck are people complaining about? Why are you listening to the big streamers and the 1% of player base and not caring about your casual player base? And literally, there was like six of them. There were six of them, and Bungie kept retweeting an argument like a post they made where they said this but like this nerf to divinity has been being discussed for months this uh-huh. hasn't been a salt to greppo issue it's just really poor timing because yeah. and like regardless of how you look at it bungie caught them like is caught like in a bad position where a really top streamer top player who's the three-time world champion has messed up and said some shit out of pocket and now Bungie's looking like they're giving in to the streamers when in reality, they don't, they're not giving in to the streamers. The streamers I, don't want in-air accuracy to be the way it is. The streamers don't want skill-based matchmaking. They have I don't want that. No one wants that. Go I mean, I want skill-based matchmaking. That's just me. I want skill-based matchmaking. Yeah, I want I, skill-based matchmaking. I'm talking about in, like, in control. No, I want to. I want. I want skill based matchmaking everywhere. But like, what, what, I would what, say, what, I wanted universal. But yeah, <laughs> this is this is the PvP episode. We will come back to the divinity thing. I want to cover. I really. I want to talk about the ban wave. This needs to. Oh, be yeah, the ban, okay, so yeah. Okay, so for those who don't know, it started last week. We even mentioned that on last week's episode where Bungie started setting up a new way to detect people who are net limiting net limiting is a way is a thing the new, new, lag, the new lag, lag switching kind of thing where you control your network to, that way you can manipulate the game in certain ways there's certain things where you can control it in pvp there's certain ways where you can make it so you have unlimited orbs of power or unlimited super damage on a boss or unlimited anarchy ticks things of that or unlimited wither horror ticks things of that nature to manipulate the game 
And when it started to be really heavily noticed was when people were using it to try to beat World's First King's Fall. Ever since then, Bungie has been looking into a way to address that. So, And they're not going to tell us the exact... What I will say is they're never going to tell us exactly how they're doing it. No, right, because the cheaters today, make stuff, he, yeah. Exactly. We don't want the cheaters and cheat developers to understand what's what going on. And no. the way they presented it... And the TWAB was, was really good. brief, but in a bunch of techno techno mumbo-jumbo, but I can say I can say that they are trying their damnedest. Well, because here's what happened. Because the, like, the issue itself was once they started to roll out this new band system... You had like hundreds of people, including top Destiny players, like the guy who created D2 Gunsmith, like who was banned for this. And the issue with the system is there's some people who just have bad internet connections who are who are, are being detected as if they are net limiting. And that's what happens as it's happening to some people, hundreds of people, in fact, when granted... One thing Bungie did say is that while this issue happened to a good chunk of people and they are working to correct that and they apologize for it, this method did roll out and catch a lot of motherfuckers. So that's good. Yeah. It was like within the limits of false positives. It's just unfortunate that it hit big streamers and then they're so I vocal will, about it. I want to, what uh, Sweatskull uh, said today is you need to be 100% accurate with it not 99.9 to roll this out because if you are wrong this could have been so much worse than what what it was it could have been a few thousand players right hundred that's still like well within like did i lag or did he lag i think falcon lagged okay yeah they told it they told it falcon are you there all right, we lost Falcon. Uh, we so. lost Falcon. <laughs> so. Falcon. You may have to leave and come back. But um, but no, like, I will it's, give... It's a margin of error, but still. But see, no, what, I get what Falcon's saying, because I, like, like, my counter to, what's, uh, to what Sweat said is, I would rather Bungie take a swing at it, be honest and correct it, and, and, and like, and re-input, because they even said, yo... There's some people that like aren't gonna get their appeal put through. There's those bad actors that are gonna come in and try to like mess with it. But in right. reality, that I would rather them admit they messed up, fix which they it, and- <clears throat> which is what we're dealing with, rather than like just never like never pulling the trigger and having to like like, like wait and wait yes. and wait while yes. okay, Falcon's back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you, I will say this: if you did get banned and you are not net limiting, go to the TWAB from this week. Yeah, apply for the appeal. They'll go manually look at your stuff and there's in this section. There's a link. We can even put the link in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put. (laughs) I'll do that too. And you can click the link, and you can go, and you can apply for an unban. And there, the thing is, Bungie has to manually go through this. Yeah, they're they're mainly going through hundreds of people because they know they messed up. And I would credit Bungie for that, but at the same point, it's. Maybe announce next time. Announce that you're doing. I know you're trying to do the thing under the radar, but maybe announce you're trying out some new software. Not say it's a ban hammer. Not saying it's like a new anti cheat, but saying it's new stuff for the game to help new servers or update updated servers or something like that. Disguise right. it, and so you can say, "Hey, we had an issue with this. If you got improperly banned, 
apply to this link. Do uh, don't don't just put it out there without saying anything. I know that's well, you're trying to catch the cheaters red-handed. I, don't know, I think that, I think they made the right call. I, I legit like I think it had an adverse effect, but I think yeah. for a first run, I think they did a good job. Like I think they're handling crowd control correctly. After yeah. not being not handling stuff correctly. Yeah, because for the past few weeks, it felt like Bungie was just off the grid. And I will say they had more than plenty of reason to, because look what happened today. This whole issue with Divinity sprouted back up, and there's so many individuals mad. Now, let, let, let's have an actual discussion about this Divinity thing real quick, because I, 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 we talked about it previously on the show. We talked about it previously on the show, where I, we, we are very much in the middle of the issue, where we understand that people have nine to fives. We have nine to fives. We know we know what the well, like, what the, what the, the issue is. People have families. People have nine to fives. People have other responsibilities. They that they use divinity as a tool to complete content. However, in regards to the big top streamers, they had like I, I said it previously. Salto Greppo had no right to come out of pocket like he did. Right. Because because of the fact that you are the tip top best of the best of the best sir men in black like up uppity like not uppity but like like up at the top of the, the rafters you're asking for more of a challenge when Bungie hasn't even fit like like just released the ch- the, the, the the next <laughs> challenge for you you had no reason to come out of pocket like that and yes Bungie has been working on this nerf for a while and that's my response with it where it's like. The, like any any top player who's complaining about this because there's a lot of like like assholes who are like oh casual players just can't hit their shots that's why they need divinity i'm like bro shut up and can't even hit my shots right yeah. and, then, and, then, and there's people out here on the, on the casual side who are like bungie doesn't care about casuals bungie doesn't care about their experience Look, my counter to that is, is can do I you realize shadow i want to read specifically from the twab what they had said this is my argument to all of that. Go for it. The most important issue is that Divinity is granting a 30% weakened sucks the air out of the room for all weakened sources. With this in mind, we're looking at Divinity for a while and have tested a variety of... I saw it. Hang on. <laughs> uh, I jumped over the spot. That's my bad. The The most important issue is it's granting a 30% weakened sucks the air out of the room for all the weakened sources such as Tether and Tractor Cannon. We don't want to power creep past the that want to power creep past divinity to make them interesting. Well, and that's not even what I was going to say because that is a good point. They're bringing it back in line with all the other weakened stats. Yeah. They're right. just I putting think... everything back where it should be. And I'm like, I think... perfect. Great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's last time we talked too, I think that was something we said that divinity just was such a standalone thing that it was like this outlier and there weren't other things that could like match its debuff. So I think bringing it to the 15% is like a perfect middle ground, just like you said, Panda. Like I, and like now buffs, now debuffs can actually stack. Now weakening can actually stack. Like now building matters and like you can actually use other things. You don't only just need to use div because it's not like this outlier anymore. Well, in my, in my, in my my, my biggest biggest thing that was, that was my statement was what did y'all motherfuckers do before um, divinity? Like we, like we, well, like someone just tether, uh, wrote, tractor, some, tether, tractor like, cannon, and right, and like melting point, melting point, was melting like, point, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, was because, because like like shadow shadow key came out three years ago. What did you do three years ago? Other shit, 
other methods yeah. were used to do this thing, and you were yeah, still I casual can't... players doing Leviathan. It's by Ear of Worlds, it's Fire of Stars. You had yeah. other things to do and other methods of killing things that wasn't Divinity. Granted, right. Divinity makes things really convenient for you, yes, but I'm not. But like, th- it isn't Bungie's job to constantly give you an easy way out. You right. still, because while I will admit, Bungie does do a lot to like like give casuals a way to play. That doesn't mean you don't have to play the game at all. That doesn't mean you don't have to build craft. That doesn't mean you don't have to put the work in. Granted, there the, the, the other half of that argument is the the, the dickhead uh like like hardcore player will just be like, oh, you need to get good. No, you don't need to get good. You just need to do enough to actually be worth playing the game. Bungie right. isn't just going to hand you the freaking uh the the the, the, the gun. Bungie isn't going to hand you the, the the touch of malice. You have to do the raid to get the touch of malice. Right. You have, you have to, to do, do the raid, the, the content. It's like the Legend of Acrius quest. Back yes. in the, you had to do Leviathan to get Legend of Acrius. Same you still thing had with, to do the raid. Same thing with um Whisper with of the Divinity. Worm. With, with Divinity. Same thing with Divinity. Same thing with Whisper of the Worm. Same thing with um Outbreak Perfected. You have to do the, the content to get the gun. Hawkmoon. So it's like, no, you're fine. Like, 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 I like you chiming in. It, makes, it like, adds emphasis. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like, I, I, I'm very much in, the, in like in the middle ground of this, where like I understand where casuals are coming from, and I understand that hardcore players want to like be catered to and have their their hardcore content. We need to meet in the middle and be like, yo, casual players put a little bit of work in. Like um, freaking hardcore players get like get a little bit of what they want, and we just play the game. Right, and the community like doesn't seem to understand that. <laughs> right, it's a space where we're trying to help each other do content. We're not at each other's throat unless you're it's PvP, then you're at each other's throats. Right, but raids? No, we're here to help each other get content done. Yeah. We're here to help get each other the best guns in the game to do better content. Right. I mean, just today. Shout out to uh, Sticks and the clan. He was asking about if I should get Duality, and I'm sitting here, yeah, you should. Duality still has a lot of good guns. Well, granted, that thing, Bungie. Come on. <laughs> Bruh, Bungie. Uh, I'm gonna go off here. You, you, you know for Eager Edge, but you can't fucking fix Duality. I mean, last night, Panda and I were doing a Duality because yeah. we all needed a fucking pinnacle, and... You know when you finish the dungeon, you get the loading screen that po- pops you back into reality? We got like, stuck. I can't wait. You got stuck. green wave effect. We yeah, I've seen that. The, the, the nightmare realm. We were stuck in the weird, like, loop. And, it, and we, we had to leave and go back to orbit. Thankfully, it gave us the loot. But, like, we were trapped in, like, this weird-ass, like, green wave. It wouldn't pull us back uh, to Eris, and it was so it disorienting. <laughs> I was doing it with you clan members on Monday and one of us died and got sent all the way back to spawn. Like at the start of the dungeon and we were in set first encounter. Fighting oh, weird. Um, if you're not in a certain part, bells don't trigger. But once you get into like the part where you're near the encounter and you're near other people, sometimes when that person's going through, the bell will kill you. And it doesn't make any sense. And like, uh, and th- thankfully, Bungie finally said they're looking into fixing it. But it took them weeks, well, no, they, if not months, say, because they, they it's been last it. season. 
they've fixed so many of the issues already where if you got too close to a bell, it killed you. Sometimes you were in the air jumping while you were in a bell, it teleported you to some other spot. Right. Uh, Galron being glitchy, Keitel being glitchy, Bellkeepers being glitchy. It's like the, the prioritization of certain things is baffles me. Like it, it's baffling. Like it, like I like I will admit Bungie had a good headspace of 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 this, but there needs to be consideration. And I I'll, I'll bite I'll bite with toll on this a little bit. The the the, the questionnaire portion of today's twab where it mentioned Zer's main ingredient because it was a question from the <laughs> community. That is the first time in any TWAB for th- what t- three seasons it's that an- we've huh? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I- for three seasons since the Zer's main ingredient came out and Fusion Rifles got the overall buff they got, that we've heard any communication from Bungie other than the oh we nerfed the damage fall off when in reality you didn't nerf anything. And fusions have still been a dominant force. Granted, because of the pulse rifle nerf and the scout rifle nerf, they're not in the trials top uh, 10 anymore, but they are still the secondary weapon used to the point that I can, I literally watched this past weekend when me and Falcon went into trials, Falcon got hit on their foot, on their foot by a main ingredient and died. And we were like, what? Like, that means half of the pellet spread of the gun missed, and yet somehow this gun was able to kill one person. And yet, in reality, if someone hits you with half of a spread of a shotgun or body shots you with a sniper rifle, it does not kill you. But Bungie says they're not gonna nerf under pressure on fusion rifles, which is after no, they're going after the specific gun. No, but the, the, but the thing about it is they need to go across all fusion rifles. And the under pressure needs to be like that too because every one of these fusion rifles, whether it's main ingredient, whether it's uh, fucking no, no composure, whether it's plug one, whether it's like uh, Cartesian, whether it's even the freaking last wish fusion rifle because I've seen people using that recently. Uh, Queen's Epitaph, what the fuck it's called? Uh, like you... Like the Zealot's Reward, all like Zealot's Reward, a gun that never saw use prior to this buff is like supercharged one shot. And it's like, bro, I understand you wanted to bring these guns back into um, the meta, but there are situations like where you should be able to like shoulder charge bash somebody across the map or be able to use an ability or use your own gunfire to flinch them. And they're still able to keep holding down the trigger and still kill you while they're at like one health about to die. There's been so many times where I've caused damage to somebody and because there's no really flinch for fusion rifles, because if you add a flinch that would cancel the charge, that would make them not usable. No, don't do that. I wish they would though, because that would like, like sort of add more of a skill to it. But at the same time, the only uh, other way to fix it is to nerf the damage of every fusion rifle be- or make it so they don't like have such great hit detection because the ability for you to miss half of your shot and still one-shot somebody is absurd. So see, like I, I the lack of communication way. in regards to this where the, the, that a question being asked on a TWAB after months of no conversation about it is a problem. Oh, Problem. they did say 
uh, precision frame fusion rifles as a subfamily outside of main ingredient are still very strong, and we're looking at them too. They did say that. But it's like, this is the first time we've heard about this. When there's been videos made, there's been tweets made of people going, why is this one, not even the one gun, just every fusion rifle so dominant in the meta to where prior to the pulse rifle in the, uh, the scout rifle buff, it was hand cannon fusion rifle or instead of pulse rifle fusion rifle. And it's just, this is an appalling meta. Granted, it's, not, it's, not, it's, like it's, it's actually worse than the shotgun meta was, where like the shotgun meta took a little bit of skill, except for things like Fat Winters, because Fat Winters' range was out of control. But like in general, the fusion rifle meta is just absurd. And like we'll dive more into that when we do have our PvP episode. But it's just that right there bugs me where it took them months to address this and no word until now. And it's, they only said Zer's main ingredient. And then we're looking at all the, the rest of them overall, the archetype. Like, that's all you're saying? And, and not even, like, in the, 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 the no certainty of when nothing, anything will change? Huh? All right, so can we, I would like to go into the plot a little bit more and talk Let's about... Let's go. All right, so they Wait. did say that when the full auto trigger system coming in comes in the 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 full auto trigger mod is still going to be there Boo. which is a good idea no that's a good Boo. idea no cuz here he, he, the, 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 the I will agree that it's a good idea but here here's my controversial take you have to like prove to me that you have a disability like you have to document that shit with Bungie or something, which that sounds fucked up. But the reason That's why I pretty say, like, fucked like, up. <laughs> like the reason why I say that, or at least there needs to be a better way to monitor the usage of the full auto system, because you want to know why peace of mind is so high up on the the, the trials report right now. It's, it's an auto rifle. It's a, it's because of the full auto, <laughs> not even because it's a high RPM, because it's the same RPM as darkest before. It's because People like the way it shoots, and they strap a full auto mod to it. Because I'm guilty. Yeah, see, so it's like that's why peace of mind is such a threat. That that, that I mean, you can't, and sometimes you can't tell if it has full auto or not unless you look at it. Because me, I don't like using full auto on peace of mind. I like shooting the way it is, and I still out, outgun some people. But there's sometimes where you just can't even move before you're shot out of the air by a full auto because someone's just like dragging their. Uh, cursor across the screen while they're holding the trigger there's no skill involved with that so now granted what i will say is what bungie said once the full auto system rolls out next season they're going to be swapping the perks on certain exotics i.e travelers chosen is going to get surplus well, surplus. Um, oh, surplus that's right uh no time to explain is going to get uh beating frenzy and vigilance wing is going to get ensemble which a little mad about I'm that ensemble bungee. With it. I'm a little yeah. mad about that. I'm a little mad about that. I think it fits it thematically. As I it's think... a trials weapon, and you're supposed to be working together in trials. See, but I would rather have got. I rather, I'd rather it be the first pulse rival to have firing line, because I feel like firing line would have more benefit oh, to maybe it. Maybe head speaker. Not nah, eh, maybe. Uh, like, that'd I, be think, I think firing line on it, like when you're team shooting, you get a giant buff. It would have made vigilance like a, a beast. It would have made it a beast. So, now, but like, yeah. the next thing they said is uh, we're looking at kinetic damage type as opposed to a slot 
changes sometime post Lightfall to make it more interesting aspect of how weapons feel. That's a very broad statement. Yeah. I'm not sure what's coming, but they said they're looking at it, which means who knows? Something's going to happen. I, now, I like the next thing they said. Tell speak on it. So for those of you like the three of us here that bitching on about adept weapons and adept <laughs> raid weapon viability, they addressed it. They actually talked about it. They and actually like, said some Oh shit. my god, they're actually talking about it. As it stands, crafted-based raid weapons are flat-out better than adept raid weapons. <laughs> We're not happy with this current state and have changes coming in Lightfall that give new Lightfall raid adept weapons access to enhanced perks. It's, no, almost as, it's, it's, it's almost as if you shouldn't have made raid weapons craftable and now you got your foot in your mouse and now you got Or they should have just made it drop with enhanced perks. Or, <laughs> or, or... We, we just shouldn't have made raid weapons craftable. <laughs> I like the solution of they're craftable, but they cannot craft with raid perks. No, no, no. They, like, they, they shouldn't have made raid weapons craftable because I will die on the hill that they have drastically shortened... <laughs> the hamster wheel of playing the raid because I will yeah. die on the hill that master vaults of glass still has motherfuckers in there trying to get their, get their fate bringer time loss. I'm not going to get their, of their found verdict time loss. There's a reason to chase that raid. Is there a reason to go into master vow unless you're trying to get the seal? No. Is there a reason to go into master King's fall unless you're chasing the seal? No. So it's like, a master vault of glass is still the best master raid because there's still reason to go in there. I.e., those raid weapons aren't craftable. So I'm trying it's... to get to the time lost of the scout rifle, actually. Oh yeah, that scout rifle is dirty. Vision of confluence is dirty. It'll be great <laughs> this season for anti barrier. They said this. No, this is not going to be a, f- a full freeform crafting. It's a little complex, so they're gonna talk about it more. They said, look out for it in the coming months closer to Lightfall's release. So we'll probably hear something about it between uh, January, the beginning of January and end of February, the mid-February. That'd be my timeline of when we're going to hear about that specifically, because I think December is going to be more prepping for Strand and other stuff. Right. And as we get closer, they're going to start revealing more of the big stuff. Now there was a bunch of small things, and like, and like in the, in the next couple like lightning round questions, where there was things like, does stability perks like rapid hit affect perfect draw on bows? Yes. D- does uh, a uh, freaking outbreak have persistence? No. It's just the re the recoil and the way the gun shoots. Uh, the cold there, denial uh, that Zer sold a few weeks does that actually have an app? Accuracy masterwork. No, oh. it doesn't do anything. Um, <laughs> there, uh, the things. other one I want to point I want to talk about. What Does up? Outbreak Perfective truly have persistence? I just said that. Oh. <laughs> Bro. That's called me not paying attention. The next one I want to talk about... <laughs> um, um, The one that I kind of like is that they're like, why, do, why does only a subset of the exotic weapons tie into subclass 3.0? Which, I thought this was a great question. Because if you look at what happened with subclass 3.0, Collective Obligation works with Void 3.0, and that's it. There's no other Void weapons that work with uh, Void 3.0. There's things like Jotun, and a couple of other things that work with Incandescent and, and, and Void and Solar 3.0. Abernor's Oath isn't uh, Incandescent, but it still works like, with it. 
Um, but then there's things like Sunshot, where it does not have, have Scorch. It's just the way Sunshot works. So there's certain <laughs> guns that don't work with the subclass 3.0. And yeah. there's not a single gun this season. There's not a single... Um, there's not a single exotic this season, like Cold Heart or Thunderlord or Symmetry or anything like that. That doesn't. One. That actually does. What? Risk Runner. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, technically, Risk Runner doesn't work with, uh, like it, it doesn't like like work with the, oh, with the yeah, subclass. Yeah. So it's like like it's the same thing as like uh, Dune Marchers. It doesn't actually work with the subclass. So it's like. The same thing applies where they didn't really do enough synergy with the exotics, but Solar 3.0 was their first little testing ground for that. And they said, Will we mess with that in a little bit of future? Possibly in seasons 20 and 21, but it's not really a priority right this second. Uh, having multiple perks in each column for crafted we- weapons, they're looking into it for the future, but it's a more complicated task than it appears at first glance. Nothing in the immediate future, but we will continue to look deeper into this. So, this so goes as back in craft two guns, it's it's a coding issue right now that they're trying to. It's what probably what why they spent so long working on e- the eager edge problem is there. Yeah, I mean that's what it comes down to. It's always. a coding issue. It's yeah, it's a lot of, that's probably why the duality things haven't been fixed yet. Honestly, because there's probably code that just breaks down the entire dungeon that they can't get to right now. <laughs> that's All a good right. point, actually. <laughs> They explained how the ritual re, uh, the ritual reset ranks actually work. That's a hell of a lot of math that we do not need to talk about this podcast. Uh, well, they, 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 I, no, they, they, they gave it in layman's terms. It they was kinda, like one, one, two, three, four. You just need to reset four times for max per max perks, and then yeah. the, everything after that is a Extra. bonus. Yeah. yeah. Um, they 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 did announce that they are bumping the amount of exotic weapons they're reworking next season from twenty to twenty six, meaning that they like other than Lord of Wolves and Legend of Acrius, there's twenty four other guns they are going to be reworking and retuning, which is really cool. Prayers in the air for fucking Queen Breaker. God damn it! <laughs> um, for, uh, my arms are in the air for a. Uh... Put them hands down. I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna. What am I gonna say? say? You're gonna say Darcy. No. What are you you gonna say? Look, I would say make Dar. I'm not the only one who's saying make Darcy a special weapon. Make just make it a special weapon. I'm saying Darcy special. needs a buff. (laughs) Yeah, you make make Darcy a special. Make Lawrence a heavy. Oh my god. Honestly, Um, that would fix it. But I'm just saying, please, rebuff Whisper please. back to where it was. That way, Whisper and uh, and yeah, is gonna be the top dogs for DPS. Please buff Borealis. P- please make Whisper the Worm a special weapon. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, I like it, that as a heavy. No, no, I no. Here, here's my reasoning. Here's my reasoning. Right, if right. if Izanagi's burden since season of the Forge is always the fallback tool for day one raiders, no matter what the meta's going on. Why can't Whisper be the same top dog as Izanagi? Why right. can't why can't the the reload be the way to be powerful enough to stack up against Izanagi's? Because right now, unless you have Izanagi's, you're not looking too hot in terms of the sniper department for endgame PVE. But if right. you have, if, but if they made Whisper a special, or if they just rebuffed Whisper and gave it a chance back as being a DPS weapon it would really be worth people's time again. 
because I missed using Whisper as a DPS weapon. I missed that motherfucker. So like, yeah. it'd be nice to actually see Whisper do something. And like, you have to buff it extensively, but like, put it in the same categories as an Aggies. Put it, make it as something that like you want to take off a rocket launcher for. You want to take off Galahorn for something that is worth your time. You made a whole motherfucking uh like damn near a dungeon for it. You made a yeah. whole like like, the, like it was the first ever technically a dungeon, and we have never seen anything like it ever again in, in, in D two. And you treat that thing like it's like 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 it's the ba- like Harry Harry in the cupboard where you don't want to talk to it anymore. Like, like, like that's pretty much how you treat that gun. And it's sad. Now they did clarify what Zen moment actually oh does. Oh God! Each hit grants a stack up to five maximum that lowers the recoil. Reloading or not hitting for one second clears all stacks. As for what it does. Maximum stacks massively reduces re- recoil. So it basically lowers your recoil the more you hit shots. Yeah. Wait, I thought that was like the basic understanding of Zen Moment. Apparently people didn't understand what Zen Moment was, so they A had to literally clarify what Zen Moment was. Oh, I thought I was knew that's what people. it was. Oh. I, was <laughs> I did they not know that. They had to come out and explain what it did because people didn't understand now. what the heck it did. I would like to talk, we talked, probably talked about this a few, like one of the earlier episodes before King's Fall of what the raid weapon would be. Yes, yes. Uh, they brought back Wrath because Outbreak is in. They clarified, for raids, we always reprise an exotic weapon associated with the raid when we bring it in, that into Destiny 2. We'll select six of the most popular legendary weapons and reprise those as well. One other thing, and this hasn't come up yet, but in the event that a raid didn't have an exotic weapon, or that exotic has already come back, or there are fewer than five legendaries, we get to make new weapons to match the raid. So, next year, when Wrath of the Machine comes back, we're getting a brand new exotic. Wait, Sivo Rocket Launcher. Sivo Rocket Launcher. That would be pretty cool. Sivo Rocket Launcher. Why do you think they made so many clarifications about that? Because there's only two D1 vanilla raids left. Well, because I bet you you $100 that they're going to make Crota Zen a freaking dungeon, and they're going to make Wrath of the Machine come back out with a bang. But what raids raids only had five weapons? Like the Leviathan. Leviathan. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. So and like they're, they're mentioning also Leviathan didn't have like a big exotic in it to get. Well, that Legend of Arcus. But like, but like that's on the kiosk now. So if yeah. they ever reprise it, they need to give us like a ball level weapon to throw in that. Yeah, that's or true. they give us more legendaries uh, to chase in there. This was still uh, like a big question we have had for a while now, and I'm glad they answered that because now that clears any doubt in our minds see for the, the next year. Gun. See the machine. Hey. <laughs> All right. So the other, what's the other one I want? It's gonna be a fusion rifle. No, nah, no, nah, man. I, I need a Siva machine gun or a Siva rocket launcher. Oh, going back to slug shotguns for a bit. They were asked, in your opinion, would you use accuracy perks? Example, firmly planted on slug shotguns. No. By my no. They would seem to be very accurate by default. And they even said slug no. They're like no. Yeah. So likely, it's only worth using accuracy perks if you only plan on using them while airborne or in other situations that reduce accuracy. Now, Pop on Icarus grip and rock that opening shot. Yeah. 
Now, what I thought was really cool was after they asked them a couple questions about like their favorite combinations, their favorite exotics and whatnot, they had a whole section of things that are coming in the mid-season patch that I'm really excited about. So, oh, also for the sake of Jade Rabbit Emperor, they did they did admit that they are working on fixing the exotic perk. So Jade Rabbit Emperor will be happy about that, but that's the only reason why I reference that. I gotta scroll. Keep talk what we're that's all i'm saying that's, that's all we're referencing about it is that they're fixing the perk it's supposed to make it so when you hit body shot or when you hit enough headshots it makes it so you can get crit damage from a body shot and, and you can is, you can hoard them is, too you can stack them yeah you can stack up that you can stack up the body shot that would be a crit so you can kill someone with three body shots that's all i'm gonna say about that it's not worth reading the whole thing verbatim um in terms of the future balance changes that are coming in the mid-season patch we're getting a bump to auto rifles and trace rifles in pvp we're getting or just in general a pvp and pve we're getting a small buff to crit damage for adaptive pulse rifles and precision fame auto rifles we're getting a reduced damage of rate or reduced effective range of pulse rifles because we're kind of mapping motherfuckers right now and no time are getting ease of use nerf not getting damage nerfs they're getting ease of use nerfs i really like because they, like with that with them with no time being full auto and with Jade being so easy to, to pop people in the head, they needed a bit of a nerf there. Uh, yeah. Panda is going to cry in the corner. <laughs> but they're continuing their rework of Lord of Wolves, which I do like that it's they It's so said, bad. I tried to take it into trials two weeks ago and it's so bad. Like they really It's like, so good. No, it's not. It's not. It really it's so bad. Oh, they ruined my disagree. baby. They ruined my baby. It's still really good in my opinion. Like, I just and, it's just like that thing like always. Once it gets nerfed, people stop using it. You just have to relearn to use it. It still is pretty good. Well, and my biggest thing about that that I wanted to talk about too is Lord of Wolves, like motherfuckers really gunned for Lord of Wolves. The nerf that motherfucker that they got even before uh, Hunter started combining it with uh Omni. Cause that I believe it happened the first week that capture came into play. And People started just using Lord of Wolves again for the fuck of it because it was a close range map. It was an EDZ map, and, and people were using Lord of Wolves because it was a close range. Okay, map. and they, like it had got a buff, it had got a nerf. It, well, it had got several nerfs. It was at, like like that was at three nerfs at that point. Nothing had changed about the gun. It was just sitting in people's vaults. They chose to pull it back out, and people were using it on capture. And then people started to say, "I hate Lord of Wolves again. Why? Nothing changed about the gun." You just have to fight Lord of Wolves again, and you don't like it. You you have it, but here's the what made it worse was everybody gunned for Lord of Wolves to be nerfed, while Arbalist and, and Lorenz Driver are still a menace. When you're so worried about a close range gun, when you can still get mapped by a Lanier Fusion Rifle, why? <laughs> like, uh, ugh. so they are coming with. A small rocket launcher blast radius buff. That should be interesting. You mean we're going to fix rocket launchers back to where they were because you didn't need to nerf Gallahorn and Gambit because Gambit has no reason to be a thing right now? <laughs> uh, they're a glaive damage resistant nerf. I'm thank interested. God. Yeah, thank God. God. Thank oh Christ. God. Percentage they're doing it as. So let me, let me explain the reason why me and Falcon are saying thank God. Because well, <laughs> Tone doesn't sweat in trials like we do. Nope. I'm uh, sorry. I'm like fighting three guardians in one. Because what happens, what's been going on right now with the glaive is if you build your glaive right with the right shield amount, is if they if you hit one person with a glaive shot, 
and it procs the, the, the damage shield, you can quite literally tank an entire fire team yeah. if you hit the rest of your shots right. And that is mm-hmm. ridiculous. And, yeah. the, and, the, and the reason yeah. why people are, were calling for a damage resistance nerf is for that. But they're also concerned is they didn't know how to really approach it because if you nerf it too much, the only thing that a glaive's going to be is a poke and a shoot stick. So it's like they it's had to figure out the pokey stick is just going to be a pokey stick. It's not going to be right. So it's like you, they had to hot take. It to... should just be a pokey stick in PvP. I mean, it can honestly, stay the yeah. same in PvE. I mean, I don't know why honestly, they put yeah. the shield is a nice shield and shooting is a nice idea. But what if they turned? I like the exotic glaives where. What if they didn't have a shield, but instead they had like a secondary fire? And the yeah. exotic was like the exotic ones are like the cool ones, and the basic glaives just do like a small little energy burst around you, like you slam it in the ground and it just goes boom and push it. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Um, that would be cool. Damage in it, like, but it pushes people away. Now, he, now my I'm, I'm, I'm a little, one thing that I saw that I'm a little concerned by is Bungie says they're they're buffing sidearm aim assist fall off, and I'm like, bro, sidearms are already terrifying enough. How are you? Yeah, what does not- that? What does that? What does that translate to? That means that means all these like people who grinded ally demands. For, yeah, in in, in, in uh or in uh fucking uh Iron Banner this past season, those things are going to be mapping bitches now. Is what is what that means? Because if you got Rangefinder Iron Reach, it's going to map. What about the uh, forgiveness with that? How would that fare in that? Uh, it would still if you if you got a a Rangefinder on it, it would still do good. Um, but also they also they're, they're, they're working on sniper flesh. Uh, thankfully, because I am so coming. sick of people being able to take multiple crit shots to the head but still able to snipe me. Right. Because Falcon hammered me bitching so much this weekend about that shit. <laughs> now, uh, they are doing a small decrease to one, uh, 150 scout rifle damage. The high impact. Where, where, where are you at? I'm at freaking very small tweaks to SMGs. Where are you at? The one right below that. Uh, I can't you... read. <sighs> Oh, <laughs> but I've been reading this whole time. Um, they're also working. They're, they're also looking into zoom, uh, zoom levels outside the parameters because certain zooms are having Thank issues. God, yeah. yeah. Um, pounds is just a better auto rifle right now. Honestly, yeah, it's a little eye control. Uh, Risk Runner is getting a PVP uh, nerf, which I didn't even think Risk Runner was doing that hot shit in PVP. But like, I didn't right, either. Cool. I'd never see it. <laughs> um uh season season 19 we have an additional list of changes we will be making including removing some shotgun randomness thank god um improved hit detection for glaives oh no um uh, actually no that's a good thing because there's been that's a lot a of where i'm trying to use glaives and like right. you know, it'll randomly mm-hmm. after you after you do a combo it'll just like stop functioning for a minute <laughs> yeah you're saying yeah. like a freaking like like, and it's like my pokey stick's not poking Poke. yeah, legit, you're, you're just We're standing there like the you're pressing the r1 and you're not doing anything yeah um, reworking changes, changing nearly 20 weapon perks and changing nearly uh, over uh, 20 exotic weapons. It'll be a beefy twab when that comes. It's gonna be a thick ass twab. Uh, we, already, <laughs> we, we already talked about the, uh, the under pressure thing. That's a. Ugh. That's um, what they should do more though. They should make. They should make like honestly. They should joke about things they see in community to even tell us that they're paying attention to it. Right. I like that they are reworking nearly 20 weapon perks next season. 
Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, uh, okay, so since we're towards towards the end of the twelve in terms of like things that matter, because what one of the questions like well, let's talk about skill based matchmaking to piss people off. Why not? Uh, because one of the questions is will skill based matchmaking be present in control have any effect on the way we handle weapon balancing? Here's the big thing that which also I should have talked about this as well when it came to um communication for Bungie. I want to talk about two things specifically. Skill-based matchmaking, but first I want to talk about the Trials of Osiris Flawless Pool. Yes. Band because, and I had a discussion about this while we were running Duality. Yes. And because, coming from someone who doesn't play Trials a lot, and I, I try to play, I'm just not a good I'm just not a good PvP player. Like, in PvP situations, I'm not the best. I can go in and perform, but sometimes, eh. But I still understood what the flawless pool was. Right. There's a lot of people in the, the Destiny community that I've ran into in LFGs or different things like that on Sundays that don't understand what the flawless pool is. So you have a lot of hardcore players that that don't understand what's going on with the flawless pool and just think it's a bad thing. Because for a lot of people, they they see it as them being and once you go flawless, you're being punished and going into a pool with a bunch of other sweaty players. That's not what's partially what Bungie is doing without punishing you for it. What Bungie is saying is, hey, once you go to, once you go to the lighthouse, just be done. Like, like be done. If you want to keep playing, cool. But now you're going to be in a pool of players, and this doesn't even activate until Sunday. You have Friday and Saturday to keep grinding, go flawless again, or help your friends go flawless or whatever. But in my opinion, it should activate the minute you go flawless, but that's not here or there. But in terms of, mm-hmm. how, but in terms of how it works currently, come Sunday, flawless pool activates. Now, here's what people are forgetting and don't think about. Say I go flawless Saturday. So, and I don't delete, I don't go back to, to say and turn in my card. I keep my seven win card. Sunday comes around. Me, Falcon, and Toll hop into a fire team. We are, we all have seven win cards. We go into a match. We lose. Cool. Don't reset your card. Yeah, you, you still go, get rewards. You, you go back in with that same team and you win a match. You have an opportunity for ascended shards, for enhancement prisms, for core, for enhancement cores, and for another adept weapon. Yeah. You have an opportunity every time you get a win with a seven win card. Even if it's flawed after you've gone to the lighthouse yep. to get a, a, an adept weapon to drop, meaning that if you, from Sunday to Monday, and well, I'm telling you from Sunday until Tuesday at reset, you have that two and a half days time period to grind as many adept weapons as you want yeah. to incentivize you to lead to keep to do that. While other people have an opportunity to go flawless, this yep. isn't saying Bun- this, this, this isn't Bungie saying we want every casual to go flawless and it not mean anything. They're saying let other people have a chance to go flawless without your sweaty ass in the pool. Yeah. Go grind some weapons and do what you want. Yeah. That's what they said in the twab, but people didn't understand that because I have so many times that I will load into it, I, I will put it in an LFG in the app. And people will load it and either they haven't gone flawless because they don't understand what, what the hell I'm saying. And I'll say adept weapon farming must have gone flawless. And well, there's some people who are like, what do you mean? Or you'll have people who will lose a match and then leave and they'll reset their card. And you're like, what are you doing? 
Don't reset your card. No, we can yeah. still keep going. So once you that... win seven games, you it doesn't matter. The card says you won seven games. You've done your time. It doesn't keep matter. Going and grind as keep much going. shit as you want. Get your adept. Get more adept weapons. I mean, right. that's how I got a few extra when I the first time I went flawless. That's how I got a few extra burden of guilts. Uh huh. So it's like that. That's what Bungie was saying with the flawless pool, and people are acting like Bungie's trying to punish players by having the flawless pool. No, they're legitimately like, "Hey, congratulations! Now go grind more loot and leave these other motherfuckers alone." Like, <laughs> Literally they're saying, all like they're saying, "Hey, we can't put in skill based matchmaking into trials. Otherwise, y'all would even have more complaints." So, and so it's not a big player population. Yeah, yeah, it would shorten the player population. They're saying, hey, we're going to incentivize you to give other people a chance. And, and, and the, re- the, 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 the couple complaints that I've heard is like, oh, the flawless people hurts people from caring. First of all, motherfucker, if you're carrying people for money, you're already a shit human to begin with. But if, <laughs> if you're, or if you're carrying people for, uh, for like, like free raffles for your Twitch stream, that's not really cool either. No. The point of going flawless is to work your butt off in PvP and to have earned it. Granted, mm-hmm. now, don't get me wrong, so- it has crossed my mind to go pay. And then I start, I looked <laughs> into how much it cost. Like, I legitimately looked into it and it was like 20, 25 bucks. And I was like, that's not worth it. Hey, I if it was like 10 bucks, I'd be fine. But if I got to pay like 20, hell no. But also, no. just, it, it, it's kind of shitty that they offer those kind of services anyway. It's like very much like you should be banned if you do that kind of crap because it's the same thing as you paying for a recub it's the same thing it's the same pay, yeah you're paying somebody else to you now I, most let, of the time those aster- people are cheating low-key yeah you're, now let me put an asterisk by that because if i don't say people helping their friends go flawless i come off like an asshole because no, i have a whole helped me try to go flawless of numerous times yeah like, like, numerous like, times I, I, yeah, like I even had someone on I had a bunch of people on TikTok attacking me for saying people helping their friends is a bad thing. That's not what I'm saying. I'm no. saying if you're paying, if you're being paid to carry somebody, or if you're doing a raffle to make your Twitch stream more popular, like you have no idea how many times you'll go, you'll scroll through the trials LFG and see oh my God. free trials carries message or cheap trials carries message me or raffle ch- like, carries join my Twitch stream, yada yada. It's, it's like, bro, that it you is should not be, cheap. Bungie should ban you on site for putting that in the, in the LFG. That should just be on site. And there site. are people trying to do that, and people do that for raids as well. And I'm sitting here like, I'd rather just go in, slog for six hours with you and teach you the raid right. than you pay someone to carry you through. That's not fun. Or like, I'd there's, rather there's, teach there's, you there's the raid. Paid, there's paid carries for GMs. Like, bro, what? GMs? No. Uh, yeah, I know. Just, uh, so it's uh. like... Like that—that's that, that's, like not only did we want to communicate that whole thing specifically because Bungie didn't communicate it well, but also when it comes to skill-based matchmaking, let's have this legit conversation because Wait, the, hey, the hey, higher we... because Bungie had like I'm gonna try to do this as, as like calmly as possible because Bungie has even released the data and said, "Yo, skill-based matchmaking in control for like." Everybody about the top, beside the top, like 10% of players loves this. They're like, yeah. yo, we're having good matches. We're, we're, we're not getting freaking mercyed every five minutes. We actually can get, have a, a positive KD because we're going up against people who play at our level. We're doing this. 
but then the, the people who are complaining are like the best of the best of the best because they, they're at like the top of the pool playing the same like five six seven twenty people and they're getting frustrated by that because they're stuck in that high echelon and I, I, I will agree with something True Vanguard said, where he said skill-based matchmaking might be a little too much, but at the very least, there should be outlier protection. That way, someone who has like a 2.5 or a 3 KD shouldn't be going up against someone who's fresh out the grave. There shouldn't be people who have that high level of a skill gap ever. In, unless you're in a fire team with other high-level players, there should be no reason that should be happening. But, no. and, I, and I think that's what Bungie's intention was with loose skill-based matchmaking. But at the at, at right now, from what it appears to to the sweatier player, it looks like they're getting shit on for being good at the game. And I, I want to sympathize, but at the same time, it's like control actually feels manageable now. <laughs> I'm not getting yeah. fucking deleted every two seconds. I'm actually having good gunfights with people, and I wanted to get I, I wanted to get Falcons take on this specifically because of, we're both sweaty ass motherfuckers. But like, yeah. I'm just sitting here like. Hi, I play PVE. Yeah. I do, I'll go. I'll go in to control and do my three weekly matches, and then dip out. Oh my god! No, I was gonna say I um I fall high enough, at least for my experience. The skill based matching, the games I've played in control, don't seem that different than they do before. You either I still find that I get rocked or that I don't get rocked. Um, I do notice that there are less matches where I feel like I'm fighting the entire team and capturing every point and carrying everybody to the win. But I think skill-based matchmaking is always a good answer for any uh, PvP game. I think people should be playing people that they're close to their skill levels. I think when high-level players say that they don't want to, I think at that point if they're like content creators or streamers or stuff like that, they've like kind of misunderstood or unaligned themselves of kind of what they're doing as a player. So I all for SBMM, all there for it. Right. And it's like, I, I will say that like, like, there's a thin line with it where it's like, there's a lot of high skill players that just when they say they don't like SBMM, it's because they just want to pump stop. They want to boost their KDs. Oh and, Yeah. Which is another thing that happens in trials where you have people one way resetting to boost their KDs. You should be banned for that too on site. I don't give a <laughs> way what says. Yeah. But like in general, if you're a high level player that's just getting frustrated by having to play on that high level of an echelon, you I'm not saying you should be punished for being that good. I'm saying, hey, you, you you've gotten to there and you're gonna stay there. You're not gonna have a like like, like an easy ride where you're gonna have killed the whole lobby anymore that should never be a thing you no. shouldn't be able to be that sweaty and kill a whole lobby of people you should have the same experience that the lower players are having where they're like either barely negative or always positive kd working their butts off to get a few kills here and there so it's like it's a balancing act but i think bungie's doing the best they can right now when it comes yeah. to especially because they only put it out in control so yeah. and, and the one thing that true vanguard said that kind of annoyed me where he was like if I'm loading into quick play control to get my three um like requirements for the for the for the pinnacle, I shouldn't have to sweat my dick off. And I'm like, well, yeah. if you're if you're if your KD is high enough where you're sweating your dick off, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you at that point. I was gonna say at that point maybe that you were pub stomping so much and now you've been put in an echelon with people and your ego's getting checked. 
Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. <laughs> so it's I mean, like, coming from my perspective, yeah. as someone who really doesn't play PvP a lot, like I'll go do my Iron Banner stuff. I'll go do that. I'll go play that because there are guns in there that I want to use in PvE. Mm-hmm. Like the Wizkin Rebuke. I finally got the role I wanted for that <laughs> this past Iron Banner week. But it's I just want to go in, get my three matches done, and get out. I just Eh. So if SBMM is helping me do that, I'm all for it. And it I'd should. I'd rather not get ups yeah. every match than, like you said, Falcon, be the only one capping points. Because when right. I play objective game modes, I'm playing the objective. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and then obviously there's there's the high end and there's the low end. There's that, like, that area like if if you run into a skill-based matchmaking system where you're on the lower end you might run into frustrating games too where you feel like you're playing with people that don't actually understand that it's like a control-based game like a capture-based game like you run into that issue too this ain't call of duty this is even control. i know like you i know <laughs> yeah, that was that was always the thing with iron banner we used to be a control mode where you would have so many people trying to just get kills that's but why then, I hated Iron Banner as control. Well, I, I loved it. it because there was even there was there was opportunities where you'd have people constantly like capping the points as your team, but then have people just being sweaty and trying to get kills, and there are people climbing the point value by just getting kills while you're matching them by capping the points. And it was so interesting of a dynamic because there were the yes. sweats being stupid, and also. The thing about it is the whole people like working so hard or hating SBMM, like that's why Iron Banner got the issue that it did is because Bungie's trying to appeal like appeal to casuals, but in reality, Iron Banner didn't need to get nerfed that bad. Iron Banner did not need to see this whole removal of light level because light level kind of controlled where you were in the like in the setting. If you loaded into Iron Banner with a low light level, your ass was gonna get whooped. And you needed to learn that, but at the same time, if you came back and having grinded your pinnacles and worked your butt off, then you can work. You can stand a chance. So it's like that's a whole other argument in itself. And I know we're kind of coming off like super, like <laughs> like, like, all, like like anti, um, like 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 hardcore player. But like we would love to have hardcore PvP sweats on the podcast to talk about that dynamic of Wait. like. How do you feel about being in that high stress environment twenty four seven? Because for the casual player, they they're getting the opportunity to actually learn how to play the game now versus getting mercyed every five minutes, and you're having to actually play on people your level. And I would I want to know how that feels. I wonder how like, like I want like like how are you dealing with that structure? So at the very least, what I would love to see if they remove it from control. Put skill based matchmaking into comp, into trials, and leave it out of control. That way, it can be the casual mode that it, people want it to be. So, yes. that'd, be my, that'd be my my hot take. But I would say, my, my hot take is that the reason they took away power leveling system from Iron Banner is the new systems, hopefully, they're going to roll out for PvP in the coming seasons and years, is that. Um, there's going to be like incentives to play PvP between Iron Banner events because the only reason 
power leveling system worked for Iron Banner before is because it happened what like every two three weeks. It Something felt like, like that, it was. Yeah. Yeah, and now it only happens twice a season, so like feasibly, like having a power system doesn't work. So like my hope is that they moved it to that, in the anticipation that they're going to add something PvP wise into the mix to kind of give like what you're wanting that like pinnacle PvP activity, um, between the Iron Banner events, which is more just like a PvP celebration. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. I- so yeah, that, that, that's pretty. That's that's pretty much so, where we wanted to lead that skill-based matchmaking discussion. And now um, we get to go to Toll's favorite section of every podcast. Oh dear. User submitted questions. Oh dear. Hit me. All right. <laughs> Our first we. So I was going through a bunch of them, and a few of them we like danced around the topic earlier. So I'm going to ignore them. But the first one I want to actually talk about. Where is it? Is from Stick and Jones. Sticks and Jones. Uh, what is y'all's take on Destiny being cross-platform and cross-save, but the content isn't in that? So, I'm going to let Falcon go first and I'll speak on it, because I, like, I, I have a, a take on it, because like, this actually goes into something that was in the TWAB that I wanted to get to, so go ahead. Go ahead, Falcon. I guess I'm confused... So, so, like, so, like, perfect, perfect example. What's going on with, with with Stadia right now, where people have bought every expansion on one platform, but say they have to move now to Steam or to a different platform? They, oh, they and buy should, it again. Yeah, that kind of. No, I, I, I do think Bungie should, however, move to a system. No, I think it's silly that. I think it's like a money grab to have to rebuy it on every system. I think Bungie, it should be like a license or membership when you buy your Bungie account that you can play it on anything. I don't right. think you should have to rebuy it on every system you jump around to. I agree because look at what happened. Look, look what happened recently. Actually, like recently, where you had not only did they give people a week of every expansion in which Queen for free, look what happened to Xbox players. When every expansion was on Game Pass, oh, it was an amazing experience. Everybody was able to play Forsaken through Beyond Light via Game Pass. But yeah, then, awesome. right before Witch Queen came out, they said, "Nope, they're all gone. You have to buy them." So everybody who grinded all that last Wish content, grinded all that Shadowkeep content, yada yada, you you have no longer have access to it. You're back to the base game. If you don't buy it now that it's off of off of Game Pass, if you have played that content to a significant amount, you should be able to have that shit unlocked. Like that should just be facts. Because if you've gone into Last Wish or gone into Garden or gone into like uh, Deepstone, you have the ability to complete that seal. You have the ability to complete that content. It should not be removed from you just because you switched to a platform or if a situation like Game Pass happens where it's just not even viable anymore. No, as Bungie's moving towards a free game system, they should honestly just move then towards like a monthly or yearly subscription. Straight mm, up. I agree. Because uh, honestly, they'd yeah. probably get more revenue that way anyways. Yeah. And now my, my also counter to that is what we've talked about previously, which is like a legacy key system of seasonal content. Because my biggest fear right now coming into season 19 and into, into Lightfall is look at all the content we might be losing when Lightfall comes out. We're losing a brand new sort of menagerie light with Catch Crash. 
we're 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 gonna lose the leviathan again we're gonna lose uh the psyops missions and we're gonna lose all of that and it's gonna be gone. okay the real talk though the season of the splicer how many the psyop missions have you done this season not this no. season done. I will give you that. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm saying like, but like Leviathan shit. I've gone back into Leviathan shit. Leviathan well, should stay. I have not gone back to the derelict Leviathan once. I have because I needed um, the Umbral Energy so I could make. That's a fair. But also think I of it like this. Think of it like this. Look, look, look at something like Duality, where it's so tied to that seasonal content from a. I'll give you that one. Yeah. If the derelict Leviathan and that seasonal content is gone, n- new players are gonna have no context for that dungeon besides it's, Bife. That dun while that is my favorite dungeon, that is one of my biggest It is the issues. only dungeon that's so low. Well, technically Shattered Throne is pretty lore heavy too. But like Well Shattered Throne just- goes with Last Wish. And Last yeah. Wish is still in the game. So it's like I really feel as if we should go back to the seasons of the forge. And make a key based ten dollar, fifteen dollar, twenty dollar. You should be able to pay it to be able to access that content from the Legends tab. Especially if we're not sunsetting content anymore, it would make it so Bungie could reprise weapons, Bungie could reprise content, and Bungie could keep old hardcore players uh, interested again by making master versions of those seasons and putting them into a mission structure putting master versions of the forges, putting master versions of certain activities. Forges like, were so much fun, though. Like, there would be so much power, or if they brought back the Splicer missions, bringing master versions of the Splicer missions back out, master versions of the night, of, the, of the, the, the Nightmare Hunts from Season of the Hunt. Like, there's so much viability in that, of just going, let's crank up the voltage give hardcore players what they want but also give content to old to newer players who have no context for what the fuck is going on just give them a key bay like like yo you pay twenty dollars you have the season pass from season of the dawn you have the ability to go play that whole season on mercury and do the and do the time missions you could do that whole ass fucking puzzle that dado and evadeth and every other motherfucker spent like like t- two weeks on you could go back and do the niobe lab stuff and season of the forge all of that you could go do all of that for 10 20 30 dollars and have a blast so that's my hot take in regards to that. Because here in a minute, when when Lightfall comes out, all this seasonal content's going to be gone, and people are going to be confused again. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> the next question we got is from Vuika. And they're asking, will there ever be an option to change your appearance for Guardians so players don't have to delete and restart every single thing from scratch? And then their sub-question to that is, do you think there will be more cosmetics, like cosmetic hairstyles and headstyles, etc.? Do I want that? Yes. Do I think Bungie will ever care? No. No. Yeah, I I stand with that. <laughs> like I like what I love for new customization options after all these years. Yes. Like, but I I really think Bungie could give a crap. <laughs> like yeah. the the most you get in terms of like development for those different classes or or, uh, or races anyway is petra calling a woken cousin or 
uh, different characters interacting with the exos of the awoken when you go to the tower. That's it. So like the I yeah. I was gonna say the one take though, I do understand though where it's coming from because I do wish I could change the gender of my character. I do I I don't like I even like I know for some people I don't like being uh it's like a personal thing, but being like misgendered in the video game can be upsetting sometimes. Especially if you like that. Especially if you've transitioned, like I have my D1 character from 2013. Like if you've like it's been nine, ten years, like a lot of a lot of things can happen. Right, and I mean so, I've had the same I've had the same black and white EXO since I was a kid because I went from being <laughs> Shadow Panda to Panda the Paladin. So I've had the same black and white EXO with pink eyes since D1. So like I could give a crap, but like uh, Falcon brings up a point. They have a point that like some people go through changes, some people find their true selves. So it'd be nice if Budgie could give them that option without having to remake all their shit. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I kind of get where that that headspace is at. So what else? Yeah. You One moment. Um, from Seraph of the End, how would you make auto rifle auto rifles more viable in end game content? Okay, this is actually something that I that I want to address because there were people in the clan who wanted to take. Um, auto rifles into Glassway GM uh, because no. of anti-barrier mods. <laughs> My, I think if you are going to make auto rifles more viable in endgame content, you need the champion version of that mod, whether it be overload auto barrier or anti-barrier auto, auto rifle, to, do, to cause more of the champion uh, disruption faster. Because of it being an auto rifle that has a higher RPM than a pulse rifle or a scout rifle or whatever. Like, if a scout rifle has explosive payload, it takes, like, three shots. If a yeah. hand cannon has explosive payload for, like, when we had overload hand cannon for a while, it took three yeah. shots. For auto rifle, you're saying they're spraying an anti-barrier servitor for a hot minute. That's yeah. the biggest downfall for auto rifles is that it takes so much damage output or so much, so long, multiple clips of ammo to do anything so i i would very much if you want auto rifles to be better that you need to make it so the champion mods respond faster to the auto rifle but auto rifles just need kind of a buff in general because like there's not a single auto rifle that can do that that is worth taking into endgame pve right now no like i think come to pass is like the only auto rifle that is worth anybody's time right now yeah. Solely because it has Genesis and adaptive munitions. Otherwise, like, or, like unless you have like a Shadow Price Adept from a couple of seasons ago, where it has like overflow and disruption break, there's no yeah. reason to take an auto rifle in, in end game content right now. Yeah, I miss Breakneck. Yeah, Breakneck was pretty good. Mm. So what you got? A lot of them are more just about the divinity nerf. The one that sticks well, like, out. Ask, to a, me. ask a question about the, the divinity nerf because, like, the, the thumbnail is divinity. We can talk more about the buff from other people's perspectives. So let's talk about it. Uh, from Harold Duck Lawrence, why was divinity nerfed instead of it being made more accessible to people? So here's my thing about that because some people are saying let's remove the puzzles and just get, put it in the kiosk. I think. If you went through the trouble of having someone carry you through or you go with a bunch of people to figure out how to get Divinity, you've earned it. Because those puzzles were made with the design philosophy 
for you to have earned that gun because of how powerful it was. That should stay. That like I love Guarded, I love the mechanics, I love the puzzles. It is a it is a right to have that gun because you it goes back to the conversations of casuals putting enough work in to not really have to really get good, but still play the game. Like, cause fuck the get good argument. I, I hated it in Dark Souls, I hated it in Destiny, but you yeah, still have it. to play the game. You can't just not play the game. So same thing with like Xenophage in the pit of heresy you have to do the puzzles you even if you just follow dado's video you still have to do the puzzles go into the dungeon do the mechanics with the witch and then you get and then you go back to eris and get your gun like there has to be some sort of puzzle and then that, that even goes back to um how whisper. i felt about about well, like whisper whisper should have stayed it, like like like, like, like you could got rid of the farm but like if you walk up to mithrax on the helm you should be able to go back into whisper and just like or 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 like or something like well mithrax wasn't whisper but mithrax was outbreak but like same concept you should be able to access those old things like you know how cool it would be because there's that easter egg in in uh vault of glass where the por- the Vex portal near the gatekeeper encounter goes into Whisper because there's a portal in Whisper that goes into the Vault of Glass. If you could go back into Whisper from Vault of Glass as like a little Easter egg and just dick around, people would love that. So yes. I think if they like the, 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 the design philosophy of Divinity is if you do the puzzles, you get the gun. And honestly, screw RNG-based things like uh, Collective Obligation and Eyes of Tomorrow. There should be cool puzzles to do to game those. Like, do you know how cool it would have been to go deeper into the Deepstone Crypt and find puzzles to do to get a cool rocket launcher? That yeah. would have been off the chain. Like, that would have been so cool. And then, Or like even how they had the giant massive a binary puzzle for Bastion. Bastion, you just give them the kiosk now. If that puzzle wouldn't have been locked behind a seasonal content like I was talking about, and that was just in the game for you to go do whatever you want, that'd be such a cool way to get Bastion still. So, like, there's certain things that Bungie has removed from the game that that, that would emphasize the point of do do the content, get the gun, like Presage. Presage was do the do the mission get the gun. Hawkmoon was do the mission get the gun, and that makes sense. I think the one thing they could change for Div, and if if I do like the puzzle idea, but if they're gonna keep Div as the puzzle, since it's a quest anyways, I think if you finish the puzzles, it should be a progression thing. Especially since guarding is a mechanic heavy raid towards the end. I think if you complete the puzzles, the puzzles could stay complete. Because if you don't get the completion, those puzzles are gone. Yeah. I do think that's something they could add for accessibility if it's going to stay that way. Right. So that's kind of like where we stand with that, where it's like the puzzles need to still exist, but there needs to be the ability to guide. Like, like, like. I don't know. Like, like, like I want to say the LFG thing needs to happen faster in game, but like they're, they're doing their best, so I, I'll leave yeah. that. Yeah. Well, right, well, well, like, give us another one, Toll. 
So going off of the Divinity nerf, uh, how do you think the div, the Day of Nerf will affect next season? Um, you're going to see a lot more hunters being forced to do tether, like how warlocks <laughs> are forced into well. Or, what's it called? Shatter? Uh, there's the weakening thing you can use on Shadow Shot. Oh, that's not even there anymore. Never mind. Nope, it's just you shoot your that's Shadow Shot and you shot cause now. the damage. Yep, yep that's so right. You're going to see a lot of you're hunters gonna see a lot getting of pigeonholed the same way warlocks are pigeonholed. Yep. Otherwise, like... You're not going to see a change. People are still going to use Div. Like the, the damage crit is going to be too the same. viable. The, the, the crit bubble yeah. is too viable. So it's it's going to be still something people do to to, to get things done. Yeah. So like, I I I still I I will die on the hill that like if people were that worried about divinity being a problem, they should have just gotten rid of the 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 debuff entirely and made it just be one giant crit bubble. Yeah. Like that's all it should have been. Yeah. There's, I think, I saw this one video. There's always going to be systems in place where you can one phase bosses with a single person getting supported by your team. Like, I saw this one video where a Titan was just using one two punch and a shoulder charge and tractor cannon, and they soloed Golgoroth alone while their team just popped the bubbles for them. Like, yeah, yeah. So, Div, it's nothing's going to change. It's all going to be the same. There's just going to be more debuffs in play now. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that sounds about right. There's Bungie is what I said earlier in the show is leveling the playing field of the weakening buffs so that <laughs> if you need the div to help you hit your shots, that's great because div gives you that constant fifteen percent. But hey, you want to change it up? Go use tractor cannon. Go use tether. Go for it. Go for it. Right. There are other oh. options now. And like I, I really, I really need to emphasize this once again. Bungie did not do this because of Salter Grappo. <laughs> like, the, like, 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 like they said they were looking into things prior to that. Now, and I will say it again. I, I, I even told, I, I even said previously, Salter Grappo. If you want to come on the show to talk about it, cool, great, grand, come talk about it. Because right now, you, you pretty much have persona. Like, you've taken the beating from the community, and now you're acting like the villain of the of the, the Destiny universe. Where you're like nerf this and nerf this and nerf this, and it's like, bro, you don't need to do all that. Like, I understand you're hurt because you got attacked, but like, that's not the way to go about it. So it's like, you, like, like, they, like he came out of pocket and said some shit that pissed a lot of people off. But did he have a point? And did Bungie admit he had a point that overall divinity power creeped a lot of shit? Yes. Yes. So it's like. They had to do something at some point, otherwise they're going to keep designing every raid around Divinity until we're all dead. And also, uh, y'all <laughs> did other shit before Divinity. You'll figure it out again. The meta always evolves. I will. Yep. Die, I will say it now, and I, I said it again. Ever since Forsaken, the only gun that has been a constant use for 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 PVE DPS damage is Izanagi's Burden because Izanagi's Burden hasn't got nerfed. They like where it's at. Other than that, the, the meta has always evolved, and the meta will come. Uh, we're, we're not using double slugs in anarchy anymore, are we? No. no. <laughs> so, like, the meta is always going to evolve. Yeah. That's part of the reason Destiny's sandbox stays interesting, and that's why Bungie does seasonal artifacts and things like that. Even though I despise the power system, it changes it. Yeah, exactly. And going, I want to talk a little bit about that because they have said that they've, it's come out that they've 
thinking about Bungie's never said it themselves. It's come from other sources yeah. that they're thinking about changing it. And I would not be opposed to that because so then it's done. just, yeah. okay, your gun stays at a certain power level. Your guns don't have power level anymore. Armor doesn't have power level anymore. You have to level yourself up during a season. Yeah, there was one thing that Paul Tassi said where it was like, you like every season you get a power level increase, but like, like not every season, but every expansion you get a power level increase of some sort. But during the season model, you don't. You just like you you do the work to unlock the content. You don't level up to such a high right. extent. You still like just make everything like you, you know how you can fix the the the, the, the grandmaster problem or the the day or the master problem. Just p- start putting challenge mode on everything. Start yeah. putting, start putting well, that's the thing. Mode. They have the answers. They just need to roll yeah, it out. Like, like, Literally. Like they, they even said for Grandmasters, it's like, yeah, 1595 is the minimum to get in there. If you go any higher in the light level cap, you're, it's not going to make the GM easier. You're bound by the challenge thing rules. Your shit's always going to be that like, like 20 levels higher than you. Yeah. So you're going to get your ass kicked regardless. You yeah, the point six level sixteen light yeah. level sixteen hundred light level is still get your ass kicked in the GM. Yeah, the point of the yeah. GM is to ego check your builds. Like you don't need to reach you a check get, your build. You don't, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you don't need to be fifteen ninety five to find out that your build is bad. Like someone can go in there. I think Panda, you said at one time about how like you you talk about a lot how like these things will these things will get you if you're not ready. So let well, someone like, go like, in like, there. Like, yeah, because I even told the clan this in week. The I was contest like, mode. Like, like, I like, because I even told the clan this week because there were people like, who wants to go run a GM today? Who wants to go do this? We're gonna run ten GMs. I'm like, I'm gonna tell all y'all motherfuckers right now. It's Glassway. This it, isn't not, not only is it not only is it Glassway. It's a Grandmaster Nightfall. Now yeah. I want to talk about one thing. thing after sh- yeah, you're going to get your shit rocked. I watched, and I I, I, I hate that I have to admit this. I had to watch. The best warlock in our clan get bitch slapped by a minotaur yesterday because I like, it was me and him left alive. That our hunter was dead in the GM, and I had popped my super to res the hunter, and I watched as the best warlock in our clan, all my, get bitch slapped by a minotaur while he was trying to drop his well. That this game does not care about what you want in a GM. It will rock. It doesn't matter if you have 100 resilience, 100 recovery, 100 intellect. Your build is on point. If you do some stupid shit, you're going to get rocked. And, pe- and like our clan members didn't understand that. They they thought, oh, Pandy, you're tripping. You're, 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 we're going to rock this. We're going to do 10 of these. And we're going to do great. And I'm like, yo, I'm not, I, I, I said the same thing when it came to uh, Master King's Fall on the podcast, where it's like, I'm not trying to gatekeep you. I'm not trying to say you shouldn't do this content. I'm saying you need to check your ego at the door, like Falcon said, and learn that you need to like bolster your mindset, prepare your mindset. Otherwise, your ass is going to get kicked. And people don't understand that. And we can experience that without the power level gate. (laughs) So, where are you going to say, Bungie. Why would you put double Nightfall rewards on the hardest GM <laughs> of the year? Of the season? Like, why? 
I mean, I to be fair, like... I mean, to be fair, last season they put it on inverted spires, so and they had to make it a little more challenging for us. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd y'all go so quiet? Not because you were talking. I was just kind of. Well, no, I just muted myself so I could crack my diet coke real quick. But like y'all just went real quiet. But like no, um, so you know, like 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 to, like so, like they really said if you want double rewards, you gotta work for it, motherfucker. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So, now, Lightblade, um, me and Falcon are gonna be depressed all next week trying to get fucking mindbenders busting our ass in Lightblade. <laughs> I still need to run Glassway this week. I still haven't found the time to do it. Uh, we, we I do, do it too. Uh, we, we can do it uh, tomorrow or Saturday. All right. Cause yeah, cause I like cause if I don't get uh, if I don't get too turned up tomorrow, I'll probably do some GMs tomorrow when I get done with my tattoo. Nice. So yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. All right, so you know this was a really good episode, folks. Uh, don't forget that you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, and Audible, YouTube, all those great places. Uh, iHeartRadio if you want to. I don't care. It's like everywhere. We are available everywhere. You can check us out on Twitter at Cosmodrome Radio. You can check out CosmodromeRadio.com if you need to figure out where you, where we can be listened to at. You can rate us on Spotify. You can rate us on Apple Podcasts. If you want to support the show, definitely do that. Tweet at us. Tell us what you want to talk about. Well, like, what you want to be heard on the show. Like, let us know because we love he- like, like, like your interaction with this show. And we- it shows that you care. Shout out to our Spotify people because y'all are the, our, our highest platform listeners. So shout out to y'all. But we will catch you folks next week. Toll, what is yes, your closing statement? Oh, um, God, what do I want to say? Hmm. I don't know. Falcon, can what's I, your can closing you come statement? back to me? Oh, geez. Um, I'll kill me, I swear. Uh, use Dead Messenger in PvP. Oh, you monster. <laughs> <laughs> You monster, Freezy Pop. <laughs> um, well, since Toll's still thinking, um, I will say it again. Respect the developers, because someone even had their... I, I want to I read a comment from my TikTok today that I posted where I said, we're going to talk about this stuff on the podcast, but, like, the, the Bungie, did, like Bungie already was working on this nerf. Someone had the gall to comment on my shit. I'm going to pull this up real quick. They said, where is it? Where is he it? Hit, it's the receipts. Right. Here's the motherfucking receipt. He said, stop ta- like stop talking to us. When did Bungie ever start? Bungie's communication skills are very poor. And my counter to that is, do you see the Call of Duty devs communicating the way the Bungie devs do? Do you see the Halo devs or the Respawn devs or EA in general communicating the way that Bungie does? No, the no. fuck you don't. So Bungie doesn't have to communicate anything to us. They don't even have to give us a twab. They don't have to go to other podcasts, which Bungie, if you want to come uh. back on Cosmodrome Radio, please do. But like um, <laughs> in general, they don't have to do anything. They choose to interact with the community because they care about this game. They care about who is involved in this game. We've had multiple people like Mercules from the uh, Ma- Massive Breakdowns podcast go on to then be a Bungie devs in the sandbox. We have someone like Dirty Evan Hippie who started as a player in, or in BMG, started as a player and then went and became community managers. These people care about this game just as much as we do. So why would you say anything that's so dumb? There's just some situations where they can't speak on things. Like they have to get approval. Like I remember Hippie said something recently on, on Twitter where she's like, yo, we can't tell y'all everything off cuff. We have to get approval to speak on certain things before we can speak on them. 
which makes sense. They are a large company now. They're not just an indie studio working under Halo. They're a, <laughs> they're Bungie. They're like the company who makes Destiny. They have the, they are, they uh, have a bunch of funding from Sony now. Like even before that, they were like they're doing the best they can. We're not gonna stroke their like like, like stroke them off constantly, but like we're not gonna defend them on everything. We I will die on the hill that they ruined Lord of Wolves and DMT. I'm not, I, I don't think every decision they make is great, but I will defend that you should not be sending death threats and attacking the developers. So I will die on that hill again of d- respect the devs, communicate correctly if you want change to occur for the better. Toll, what's your closing statement? Honestly, I don't got one. If anything, I would say just have fun in raids, man. Raids are fun. Yeah. Yeah, raids are fun. Except for Toll, who can't count. Okay, we will catch hey, you folks. Hey, <laughs> hey, we'll I can't folks count. Peace. Numbers, <laughs> I'm a bit dyslexic with numbers. <laughs> we will catch you folks, Starside. It's called Peace. Discalculia. Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs>